Hi, I'm Jeff Lee, the host of the Building Forward podcast. I'll be speaking with the building industry's most thoughtful leaders on the massive changes affecting homes in the built environment. In other words, data, analysis, and big ideas with a hard hat. Thanks for stopping by. Let us know what you think and what keeps you up at night. The Building Forward podcast is produced in partnership with Geldwin Windows and Doors. Visit Geldwin's professional portal at professionals.geldwin.com for assistance with your 2019 projects. You'll find product comparison tools, how-to videos, and case studies, plus information on Geldwin's extensive selection of windows, patio doors, entry, and interior doors. That's professionals.geldwin.com. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Michael Dickens, co-founder and partner of Ipicos. Michael and I caught up a lot at the Housing Leadership Summit. We talked about innovation and energy efficiency, setting performance standards, and the evolving training needs of the construction workforce. Here's our conversation. Michael Dickens, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Can you start off by introducing yourself and your role at Ibicos? I'm Michael Dickens. I'm co-founder and partner of Ibicos. We're an innovation business that we set up in 1991 with the sole goal of bringing innovation to the way we build homes in America. Can you talk a little bit about what your role is at Ibicos, how you got involved in it, and kind of the role that you've played at the organization? Uh, I set up Ibicos in 91 as an outgrowth from GE, where I came over from Europe to drive innovation for GE in their plastics business. And we partnered with 53 companies looking at the home of tomorrow. Ibicos was an outgrowth from that. And so we've driven energy efficiency, environmental responsiveness, productivity and quality, those kind of initiatives. And we partnered through the 90s with DOE and the Building America program to create a program that was going to help bring energy efficiency to the built environment. And I'm proud to say over the years that's benefited to the tune of about a billion dollars of energy savings and helped set that new standard in the industry. Why did you see a need for an organization specifically dedicated to innovation in housing and improving things like efficiency and comfort? We saw the need to create such innovation, efficiencies, comfort, because it wasn't being done. We have probably the most complex industry in the world, housing, and our country, 3,000 miles square, is very complex and fragmented. So we become almost that integration vehicle, or one of them, maybe a pioneering one, but to look at the home from all angles and integrate it, the way you design it, the way the thermal envelope works, windows, insulation, heating, cooling, control, how they all work together. No one was doing that back in the early 90s. That was our our pioneering innovation. Tell me a little bit more about what Ibicos has done during your tenure there and some of the programs you've developed. Over the 25 years, we've... uh, driven a lot on quality, so working with some of the largest production home builders in the country, helping their teams, almost we become part of their team, being their coach, helping them set their standards for the way they build their homes, training their teams, field teams, on how to build to quality and performance, then monitoring their quality on an annual or a biannual basis. We will go in, our team will go in, and almost give them a health check. How well are you building to your standards? High, low, do you need corrective action? So that's a major program. We call that the PERFORM program. We've spent quite a bit of time 
with the Department of Energy and they're building a medical program. So how you design a home for high energy efficiency, that was a, probably a 15 year major initiative um, we, we've driven. And over the last four to five years, we've had a couple of innovative uh, programs. One on the complete thermal enclosure. How do you combine structure, insulation, air tightness, and manufacturability to produce a, a shell for the builder quicker, better, maybe ultimately cheaper through productivity. And the last innovation we're driving is on a new comfort system for the home. The way you heat, cool, control the indoor climate for the home buyer while delivering it faster for the builder and the trades. Those are some of the innovations. You talked a little bit about the kind of health checks that you'll do with a big builder after you know, you've engaged with them, but tell me a little bit about how an engagement with a, with a production builder might begin. Um, how does that interaction start and how do you kind of kick things off? With a production builder, we'll typically almost do a strategic analysis of them. What are you trying to do? You're trying to raise your quality, improve productivity. So we look at that program and help them map it out. Then our team, who are experts in building quality, building performance, building science, will work with that team to look at every one of the key standards that they build in the walls, floors, thermal envelope, windows, how they all fit together to make sure the technical details are right. And the next thing, we have training programs to train their teams. So everything from soup to nuts, from the ground all the way up to the complete closure of the shell. Teach them, coach them, and train them. Then our team will go out systematically into the field, toward every community, many of the homes in the communities, and give them a health check on a zero to four scale. Red, showcasing danger areas, risk, be careful, and green, their high performance, and orange in between. So give them again a, a health check. The focus on comfort is, is really interesting. Can you tell me about why that needed to become um, a larger, more dedicated focus? From our work with the Department of Energy and looking at how homes perform, we've tightened up the thermal enclosure of the home over the years to produce higher energy efficiency. That necessitated a look to comfort and indoor air quality and ventilation. So that's, we believe this is the last almost holy grail of high performance, how you heat, cool, and provide comfort to the consumer. So we saw the need, and that's why we've been developing the integrated solutions for that problem. Can you tell me a little bit about Build IQ in the mission there? Build IQ courses were designed again to educate the builders teams, the people who build the homes, the site superintendent, the construction manager. How do you build quality? How do you look at stormwater? How do you look at foundations, framing, water management, drywall finishing, all the fundamental Lego blocks of building a good quality house. So the knowledge came from our team and from our builders experts, then we put them together into digital modules, training courses that could be taken anytime, anywhere, as part of a certification the builders team would uh, put forth with their teams. How have you seen the training needs of builders in the workforce change and evolve, especially since the labor shortage has become more of a crisis? 
Over the last 15, 18 years, we've seen quite a significant change from a training end. Uh, sadly, many of the large production builders let go of their quality leaders and training leaders in the downturn of 789. So that's a big change. Those departments haven't come back. That's why we, we become almost an invisible intel inside their team, so to speak. Um, we've seen the baby boomer retiring. You know, some of the, the old guard who knew how to build, they leave, they've left the industry out of leaving. Uh, we see millennials not interested as much in our industry, so that's becoming more critical now to train them. And I think from a medium, more use of video, more use of online, uh, that complements the on-site training, probably in replacement for the classroom training. So uh, we believe though the future is about mixing all of those mediums for the builder. Is there any content difference in what they need to learn or has that uh, remained relatively static over the years? The good thing with content, we don't change the way we build too rapidly. Nuances, the code goes up a little more every two or three or four years. So you have to refine the content, but the fundamental principles, I think, remain consistent. You're also involved with the Housing Innovation Alliance. Can you tell me a little bit about what that organization aims to accomplish? We created the Housing Innovation Alliance because we think innovation comes not just from our company, it comes from leaders working together, collaborating together. So the, the alliance uh, contains builders of all sizes, typically production-minded builders and developers. Product and material manufacturers are our partners. They help sponsor uh, the programs. We have other experts from all aspects of the building industry. We've come together to dig deep into real issues. The current issue we all face is affordability. How do you get affordable homes that are attainable for more people? That's almost the core focus now of the Alliance. My next question was gonna be about the biggest challenge you see affecting the building industry. It sounds like you might think it's affordability. I think affordability is our number one challenge. It's uh, the most important product in our life, the home. It's been accelerating at a sales price that's higher very often than the average person can afford. And it's a real issue, a real challenge that we all need to come together to help solve. If you look back over the last decade, there are about six million homes still needing to have been built to satisfy that need and demand. It's a tough challenge, but it's one we're, we're taking on. Do you see it in conflict at all with some of the other um, you know, goals and missions that Ivacost has aimed to accomplish? Things like energy efficiency, uh, comfort. Is it a challenge for builders to achieve those goals while maintaining affordability? For the builder, it's always tough when they raise their standards of their homes, more energy efficiency or water efficiency. They've got to attack it in the right way or it will cost more. Those costs have been coming down to get energy efficiency, but there's still an incremental difference. So for a builder, they need to focus on the right niche, the buyers who will pay for that added performance and value. But for many home buyers, I'm sure like yourself, you expect quality, you expect energy efficiency, you expect to get the value that you pay for in your home. So the builder's got to continually innovate and think differently 
in order to deliver that added value and added performance at a price that the consumer can pay. That's the challenge. Are there strategies that you're seeing that have been particularly effective to achieve those goals more efficiently without just simply adding cost? The way to do it for the builder, I think, is first here. Change the way you think. Almost think of disrupting yourself. Get your leadership team to strategically look, where are we going? And if affordability is a main goal, that starts with how you buy land, acquire land. It starts with the design of the home. Homes have gone continually larger. But we saw yesterday the movement back towards smaller homes, efficient, higher density, often detached is what people like. Uh, so from the architecture, it starts there. Then how you optimally engineer the home for productivity. Engineered modules of the plumbing, wall panels, windows, how they fit together easier and quicker and better. Those standards defined so the builder the trade partner and the supplier who supplies them to the builder collaborating closer together. We think that's the answer. So it starts at thinking, design, the technology, and then at the far end, how you put the pieces together through ideally more of a trained workforce. That idea of collaboration between builders and trade partners and kind of all the people involved in constructing is, is, is interesting. Are there kind of common goals that you think they, um, the, the entire industry can share to improve efficiency and productivity? I think in the past, at times, the builder and the trade would be almost competing with each other. We need to get more collaboration. Almost, let's create not the builder of choice, but the industry of choice. Let's work together, the suppliers, builders, trades, experts, to bring younger people in the industry and show them better homes, greater productivity, and find a win-win. Because ultimately, productivity is everything. The key determinant factor behind cost efficiency. And if we have an affordability problem, we've got to do things quicker, faster, better, cheaper. And... Uh, Collaboration is the only way we believe that can happen. What role are, is Ibicos and, and your programs playing in, in making builders more efficient and productive? Ibicos works in the field with the builder and the corporate office. For a production builder, they've got their central headquarters, but each division around the country is their own entrepreneurial business unit. So we typically work with both corporate and the divisions helping them set the standards, training the people, uh, helping them make progress, reduce risk, improve quality, and ultimately showing them that there are dollars to be saved by doing it right the first time and reducing the waste. Keep that money in the bank or pass it on as maybe a lower selling price to the, the consumer. What areas of innovation or technology at Ibicos or just within the industry are you most excited about? I'm interested in and excited in several areas. The thermal enclosure, we still got further innovations in the complete shell of the home and how they can be designed and manufactured for high performance. So we've been driving the programs there. Comfort, as I mentioned, I think it's the last bastion of innovation in, in, in housing from the technology end. Uh, that excites us a lot. 
the processes of how you design and build, uh, starting with BIM, the integrated design, the software that's now coming able to help design, engineer, and then communicate the key pieces of the home to all the stakeholders. That's very exciting. Connectivity. Uh, we're in a very connected world. Our homes have not fully been connected yet. Uh, we're almost still in a bit of the Wild West. A lot of innovations from a, a smart product end, but how they all fit together in a more integrated, holistic way. That's going to be a fascinating challenge. And lastly, I would say sensors. Uh, sensor technology, we can riddle those through the home, and much of that comes from our work with DOE. But the home can almost be self-aware. It can give back in many ways. It can be more comfortable, higher performing, and uh, monitor itself, just like many modern products. So I, I think those are the kind of things we're very excited with. What barriers do you see remaining to making the industry more uh, efficient and productive? There are several barriers to innovation and productivity in our industry. I think first is the scale of the country and the industry. Very fragmented and diverse. So you need to set standards that are uh, regional. Um, government regulations are still a barrier. While it's important to raise the standards, uh, at times it can be $100,000 per home in, in governmental regulatory cost as a burden. Trades, I think the partnerships between builder and trades is a barrier that needs to be taken on. Labor is a massive issue. Uh, the younger folks are not coming in our industry like we'd like as fast, so we've got to raise the spirit of our industry and get them to come for these jobs. Uh, design integration, it's an opportunity, but it's also a barrier, so I think we need more integration. Um, materials and technologies from a product end, I think are very good. They're, they're, the manufacturers are doing a super job, but it's how they all fit together as systems, not just products. Those are some of the challenges. Productivity ultimately is our key challenge. If we don't do things better, faster, cheaper, affordability will stay a problem. And we can't have that. We need to get the empty nesters who are retiring or the young millennials into more efficient, cost-effective homes. And if we don't do that, that will be a barrier. What's the greatest source of inspiration for your work? My greatest source of inspiration, I just love things when they're better. Um, my background is product design and car design. So I love bringing those skills to the housing industry to bring about better homes. It's the most important product in life and uh, it's the toughest industry and a very complex product to deliver affordably and productively. That turns me on. That's a, that's a personal passion and my company's core mission from day one. What makes you optimistic about the building industry in the years ahead? I'm optimistic because I think we now, uh, if I look back over my 30 years, we didn't have the design integration tools that we're having now. Uh, so integrated design software. Uh, stronger move towards componentization. Doesn't have to be full modules or panels, but 
engineered Lego blocks that will fit together easier on the job site because they've been manufactured as higher performing modules, Legos. Uh, those give me uh, great comfort that I think that those will bring the solution we need. And collaboration, I'm seeing more collaboration now than ever. In the conference here, the last couple of days, talk of partnering, collaboration, working together to bring the solutions we need. I haven't heard that. That's this last two or three years, so I'm very optimistic for the next five. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's a pleasure, enjoyed it. Thanks again for stopping by the Building Forward podcast. Let us know what you think by emailing me at buildingforward at hanleywood.com. 